We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Good evening. Good morning, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Boak coming to you on Friday night at about 11.45. The Dallas Mavericks just won their third straight road game in their third straight game without Luka Doncic, this time defeating the Sacramento Kings 122-114. to Josh, how are you? Doing pretty good. Also, their second straight wire-to-wire victory. I just mm. saw Matt's PR tweet. That's they a entered, great that's a great little factoid. And apparently they entered yesterday's game with only one of those all season. So in these last two games, they've doubled up their wire to wire wins. That's of a course good they, stat. Of course they do good it without Lucas. Woo! So just for, for kind of full disclosure, these two teams play again tomorrow night. <laughs> so there's there's like a limit, you know, Josh and I are probably gonna go much shorter than we normally go. I'm tired and kind of sick. And I also want to talk about this game. I, I think it'll be a fascinating contrast because number one, Luka Doncic didn't play tonight. Everybody who's listening probably knows that unless you're you're just a person who's catching up after the fact. Number two, Luka thinks he's going to play on Saturday. So having a sample of back-to-back games against the same team, one time with Luka and one time without Luka is actually really interesting. And I think we're going to have a lot to talk about and compare and contrast, you know, just to kind of get the finer points out of the way. The Mavericks had another like 40 point first quarter where they just looked electric, <laughs> where everybody under the sun, the ball's moving, doing some really nice stuff. Kyrie didn't take his first shot to like the six minute mark. That tells you how much the ball was popping. And it was it was a lot of fun to watch. They're they're doing they're just doing more. Like I I've seen more Reggie Bullock cuts than I've seen in in two seasons. And I, I I don't know what to do with this. It was it was a truly weird game. Um, 
but a fun one. And the final score doesn't really speak to how much the Mavericks dominated the first half. Like Jason Kidd, I almost feel like he was playing a little rope-a-dope. Like I almost wonder if we need to talk about that for the whole damn season because the Mavericks, like they, <laughs> they just kicked the shit out of the Kings. And then there's like all of a sudden really weird lineups in the third and fourth quarters because the Mavericks outscored the Kings 45 to 25 in the first quarter. They were outscored every quarter the rest of the way. They just hold, held on. And I don't know what that means. I don't really want to read into it. I, I what, you know, let, let's talk about this one. Because obviously a, a win is a win is a win is a win. I'm really happy about this one, but I don't know how to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, especially against the Kings, like uh, a week ago, I think me and you had probably had these two games penciled in as games the Mavericks were going to get their, their asses, asses kicked. kicked. Absolutely. Yeah, the Kings yeah. were leading the league in offense, and the Mavericks' defense a week ago was, you know, they were circling the drain, uh, you know, before this trade. So, just the fact that they won this game is just a miracle in itself. And yeah, it's it's a kind of a tale of the first quarter versus the rest of the three. And again, it's more of the same, like Kyrie moving around the ball, like you said, they're running play. Like, how many times have we gotten on this podcast and been like, they don't run plays, and now they're. They're running plays and guys are moving and cutting. And, you know, someone told me that was like, well, uh, you know, Luca wasn't playing. So that's why it didn't happen. And I'm like, guy, they lost their first seven games without Luca. And it, it, like, it's not like those games they were running around and running plays and, and cutting and moving without the ball in those games either. So, like, it wasn't just a, a no Luca thing to these last couple of games. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, like, I hate to kick Spencer in the shins. Obviously, but yeah, he has something to do with it. What we're really seeing is that Spencer couldn't run an offense. Yeah, or Jason Kidd coaches like Reggie Bullock plays, and he can he only starts coaching after January. Jeez, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I don't even. But what was crazy? It's like he shut yeah. off his coaching brain because, like, Theo yeah. Pinson. Why is Theo Pinson playing 15 minutes ever? Theo Pinson is not a basketball player that should play 15 minutes. Yeah, I think they're in a weird spot because the Kyrie trade, they're down to, you know, even yeah, if Luka was healthy. Lawson, I don't care. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, you're right. Theo you're Pinson right. is not an NBA basketball player. I, no. I, I'm okay saying that. He's 28 or 27 years old. He, it, it's At least Lawson can give you some something different. I don't, I don't want to get in the weeds about this. It was yeah, no, The I, lineups were really weird. That, just repeatedly after the first half. Like, yeah. the Christian Wood of it all is so bizarre uh, let's let's talk about the good things first and then we can yep. talk about the bad things yep. what what were the good things that you liked other than I mean, Kyrie Irving being a fucking bucket from the free throw line my god does that feel good watching a guy actually hit free throws <laughs> yeah that was nice uh the whole Kyrie off ball stuff was nice again um he had 10 assists two turnovers like he was he played a great game and he even made some like pretty good hustle plays um he had the three offensive, offensive rebounds rebound. Yeah. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he he wants that contract, man. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But other than that, you know, Reggie continuing to make shots, which is just freaking hilarious. And then, dude, Josh Green scored 17 points again. He, he is scored now, 10 points in the first quarter. Like, yeah. that's some Josh. That's some. Uh, he's some... he's now five straight games in double figures. And um, he could have yeah, had a lot more. He had a lot of shots going in and out. Yeah. And he, but he was still seven of twelve from the floor, and like, this is—I I don't want to get like too much up on a soapbox, but like, 
seeing what Green did, and then you know Jaden Hardy had 12 points in 20 minutes, and he played really well. He only had one turnover, although he tried to like give the ball away like four or five times. He just managed to control himself. But hey, as long as it's not an actual turnover, you'll take it. He made four or five uh, from three, and so you've got your two, you know, your rookie and your third year player combining for 25 points. Um, like. This is why you you trade like you trade and you improve your roster and you give talented guys opportunities and like Kirk think about how many times you've been on this podcast and people just get so mad at us when they're like well, you can't trade Dorian you, you can't trade this guy you can't trade this guy you can't trade yeah. him he's here's here's the thing yes you can <laughs> and it's it's like take away everything you know regardless of the Kyrie Irving trade if they traded. For Zach Levine, let's see if they trade for him instead, or they trade for any, you know, not necessarily talking about Kyrie. Just the trade in and of itself can be a good thing when you've got a team that has been so stagnant roster wise, dating back all the way to when Dorian joined this team in 2016. Like Powell's on the team, and then Maxi joined the team a year later. You know, three of the of the top minutes getters before Maxi got hurt were guys that have been on this roster since like 2017 or 2018, and it's like. That's cool if they're like near all stars, but they're not. And they play, you know, their role really well. But like, I'm sorry, Josh Green is a is a significantly better player than Dorian Finney Smith right now. I don't know how long it's gonna last. I don't know if this double digit scoring streak can can keep going, but like when you, <laughs> you take away a guy, and I understand he's like, you know, the heart and soul locker room, but he's again, he's a guy who basically is like an eight to nine point six rebound guy and you replace his minutes with this really young athletic talented guy that's scoring 15 to 17 a night with assists and rebounds and making above the break threes and it's like it's like no one's untradeable guys and like i i I feel a little bit of vindication and you know because me and you get the work the brunt end of it from all angles and then you know those same people that are praising this trade are the same exact people that were telling us to screw off and we'd be like, hey, they should probably move off of Dorian or sell high or they should try to mix this up or they should upgrade this spot in the rotation. And, you know, it just... Uh... Well, and, and the season is just so long. The the 82-game element of it, we saw what happened last year when it was, you know, today. Today is a year ago when they traded for... um. When they when they sent Kristaps Porzingis out for Spencer Dinwiddie, and that same team had the same kind of funk, like yep. they weren't terrible. <laughs> they kind of started collect like connecting on defense to a degree, and secretly, secretly, the Mavs have been not like at least in terms of defensive efficiency, the Mavericks have actually been pretty good for about ten to twelve games now. I don't know what the shit to make of that because like my eyes aren't really connecting with it. Like the Mavericks should have won this game by twenty something points, but it, it was. There was just some weird comings and goings within the 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 lineup. Um, you know, we got a lot of of McGee, who was pretty good, oddly enough. Uh, you know, the Wood minutes that we talked about a little. It's it it was just nice to see this connect in a, in a way that was um, fun. It makes me really think, and I'm I'm formulating this theory. Somebody's going to take it from me unless you decide to just write on it because I don't think I'm smart enough to write on it. But I think that the the path forward for this Mavericks team is they need to play fast early mm-hmm. and then use Luka as a battering ram late. I'm talking Derrick Henry fourth quarter shit where 
right now what they do is they use Luca like that the whole game. And then he's just at, like, he's actually gotten better, but he's, he's, he was out of gas for a while. And I, I just think there's some value in saving Luca's legs a little bit. If you can continue to push and score. And that means Luca, you know, giving up the, the, the reins a little bit and running with the team. And, and that's sort of what I hope to see when these guys play together. Like if Luca comes back tomorrow and they get a rebound and he walks the ball up the first time, <laughs> people are going to riot and they're going to have a reason. Yeah, You know, it, people like number one, we all just kind of like this. I think everyone understands that, that in the playoffs, the, 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 uh, the game's going to slow down and the Mavericks won't be able to push like this, but we're trying to climb in the West, go win games by hook or by crook and figure this stuff out in the playoffs. Right. And this is, yeah, I think I said this, I don't know if I said it online or something, but like, yeah, if they come out tomorrow, and Lucas holding the ball, and they score like 21 points in the first quarter. It's gonna be a bloodbath online. Like I do not want to. I do not want to be online if that happens. So yeah, uh, Luca has to. Like it starts tomorrow if he does play. Like he has to. They have to change what they've been doing. They cannot be 40 percent usage Luca the whole game. Like that's why you trade for a star. Like they cannot relegate Kyrie Irving to spotting up in the corners. Like you gotta. You got to make the most of of the talent that you have, and it feels like these last two games, that's kind of been what they've been doing. So, yep. like, just hope they keep doing that. And again, I, you know, I don't know how much of that falls on coaching challenging Luca. I don't know how much that falls on Luca accepting the coaching. Like, it's probably a little bit of both. So, uh, that path presumably starts tomorrow, and we'll see. Um, All right. So the, the, the team has so today was the fifty seventh game of the year. So eighty two minus fifty seven is twenty five. They have 25 regular season games left um, after tonight. Maybe 24. I think it's 24. So, ostensibly by trying to get to the playoffs, the Mavericks are going to maybe have to stretch themselves a little bit thin in certain games because kid playing Pinson is a <laughs> remark upon the roster. He he wants to buy – like he doesn't – you know, Hardaway played 36, Bullock 37 – Kyrie 35, Josh Green 38. That's too much for right now. And he knows it. And so to get to the playoffs, they're they're probably going to be playing some funky lineups because you know they'll they'll try to get somebody from the buyout market, but if you're again, it, it's it go it sort of goes to speak to what happens in the trade market where if you're doing what the Lakers did where you replace like a third of your roster, then that actually says more about your process in needing to do that than the team. You know, that's a team building problem. So the Mavericks, they traded one guy. I think we would have liked to see them move, or I mean, they traded two guys. We would have liked to have seen them move some more players, but obviously that's not really, you know, it's it's done now. Yeah. So now that I think they're just going to look to steal minutes in certain situations and get to the playoffs and sort of see where they go. Because I hate to look ahead quite like this, but I was talking with Dalton today it's like, well, if we can get away with Reggie Bullock and Josh Green playing tons of minutes, it can be just like last year in the playoffs. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. I guess, I guess, 
But that we saw I don't that wanna, those guys. Yeah, so. I don't want to. Do we want to microwave Reggie's knees and in, in like in the playoffs? Yeah. Like a, you know. Right, and it's just it's it, and again not to be like not I'm I'm not saying it's to be negative. It's just like I I see the Mavericks potentially beating anyone they play. I really mean that right now. But it's also just really hard. Like we're talking another forty five games total factoring in the regular season. It's just it's tough. It's tough. I, I I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but that's when you when you win three games like this, you start to project forward because these are three big big fucking wins. Yeah, they are. And I think the thing is, is it's like, yeah, like the Theo Penson minutes were like, what the hell? But it's also like, you know, Frank Nilakina did nothing with his opportunity. Like you know, like so it's it's less. I think just like weird. Like I don't know how much of it is just like running a guy too much or i'll just like they don't they don't have options and like i know you said throw aj austin out there sure but you know that's not a guarantee that he's gonna do better than penson's two points in 15 minutes like maybe he does but like there's not an obvious candidate on the bench that's not playing right now that you can be like oh they're holding this guy down you know like this guy should be playing like they're just like you said they're just trying to get through this and when luca gets back Everyone's been, you know, Penson probably doesn't even play anymore. Or sure. maybe he I mean, plays Hardaway's like five minutes. or ten minutes. Hardaway's minutes are the ones for me that have to go way the fuck down. Again, yeah. second straight night, you're looking at the box score. You're like, Kirk, what are you talking about? He has 15, five, you know, seven and five. Like, why are you complaining about Tim? He just can't. He just, the shooting is, his shooting is just, his three-point shooting has come around a little bit, but like he cannot. He cannot do anything inside the arc. His two-point nope. shooting is just I mean, he blew a gone. layup. Yeah. A bl- like a, a, an open layup from the left side. And he's mad at himself. So it's not like I'm trying. But it's just it's like the burden on Tim feels too high. Like yeah. Josh is finally taking shots. Like I think 12 shots in 38 minutes is a really good look for him. Now, granted, he scored 10 in the first quarter and seven the rest of the way. So, but you know, he was a really nice connecting piece. He's doing, mm-hmm. it's like, you can't take Josh Green. To me, you can't take Josh Green's minutes away. I mean, we're going to get yelled at for this, but I'm sorry. We're right. Green's defense tonight was a, like, this was the stuff that made Rick Carlisle not play him. Like, just oh, his like, defense was a horror show tonight. <laughs> he was just he was i mean he was super excited he was over he was yeah over helping over and, and over helping is an easy thing to do when you've been like steel snatching for multiple mm-hmm. games yeah for sure and that's that's like a it's not like he didn't have the effort it wasn't yeah. like an effort thing it was just like a he just got a little little ahead of himself a little carried away with wanting to try to do everything and it's like hey you know just just maybe chill out a little bit you're okay right um, so we'll see. I think the only other thing we probably need to talk about with this game is we probably, you know, we haven't really talked about Christian Wood. Mm. I'm curious what you think. I know we talked in Slack and we had some messages in Slack. It was a really weird game for him because, again, he came out in that first quarter and I think he had, I think he had like 13 points in seven minutes in the first half. Uh, look good. Did, yeah. And then he didn't score the rest of the way. He only finished with 12 minutes and then he played. Five minutes in the second half. Cameras caught him barking at a fan about his efficiency. Wait, really? Did you see that? Yeah. No, no it happened because Matthew pointed it out, and I went and rewound and was like, "Oh my god!" What was it? Could you? Were you doing a little lip reading, or could you hear? No, the... you could hear it. He was like, "I." He's like, "Look at my field goal percentage." 
Oh my god! And it was like that's just <laughs> such big fucking loser energy. And you know yeah. he had these tweets yesterday where he's like, "I've been playing efficient basketball," and it's like, okay, your agent and you are having these conversations. You are a fantastic basketball player. There is no questioning Woods' skills. What we're talking about is Woods' execution, his focus, and his priorities. Does he want to win basketball games? If he wants to win basketball games, the Mavericks and he will make a lot of money together. If he wants to worry about stats, that's why I think he might not be on this team this year, next year. And that, and that's why he's bounced around the league his whole career. That's kind of been, right? That's what yep. everyone behind the scenes that's talked to people that know him on teams is that's his MO. So we'll see. And what was weird was about this game specifically was he started so well and you're kind of like, oh, are they are they Nerlens Noeling him? But honestly, after he had that really hot start, he had two awful back-to-back possessions where he held the ball in the post forever and the Mavericks had two empty possessions uh, back-to-back. Kid benched him. And he those were two bad possessions. And, and now it's like, well, he kind of didn't really put him back in the game and, like, did that take him out of the game? But honestly, like, I didn't really feel like at, after that moment, like, when Wood got his moments on the floor, like, he took a couple bad threes in the third quarter or maybe it was the beginning of the fourth quarter like it, like yeah he had a really good stretch there and then after that he didn't look great and the defense wasn't good but also it's like how much of that is because you know kid right there's a chicken in that thing because right. kids screwing with him to a degree and i get that but i'm also just like i i don't care about his feelings i want the team to win and they're winning by the way yeah they are winning so like he has a really bad <laughs> argument right now it's like if they're losing games and kids messing with him, then we should then that'll be the leading point. I promise. All right. They went Wood played, I think, eight games in January, and they went three and five, and he averaged twenty-one and ten. Yep. Uh, and now they're three and oh in his three games in February. He's averaging six and seven or six and eight. And I'm not trying to like causation correlation. Like I don't necessarily think him playing less is what's you know spurring it. Um but what is happening is maybe a bit of humbling, like you know, because earlier in the season they were, you know, they were losing games and kind of herking jerking him around the lineup. And I think he had a really good case for like, why are you, do- you know, like what is going on? Like, why are we doing this when we're we can't even stay above five hundred for more than a week? Well, now they're winning, and he's not necessarily had his three best games, and you're thinking. Like he's kind of now maybe running out of rope in terms of like, which I hate because I think they need what you know they need what he's offering. They over the long enough like Mm -hmm. over a long long enough timeline, you need like how can you not need a a six foot eleven silky score? What are we doing? Yeah, they just need to figure it out. I feel like, I mean, again, kid has coached him like he didn't want him, and that's been kind of from the start. That's true, and I just don't. And I don't know what's going to change now that like, like are the what about these last three games? Are going to kids going to look at this and be like, ah, yes, more minutes? Like, <laughs> like they've won all the games. Uh, two of them were like really impressive wins where they won wire to wire. And like you said, they, they need to figure it out. But you know, is kid going to take the lesson from these games that like, oh, okay, the you know we're going to win more games if he's a smaller minute player? And now that we've got Kyrie. So I don't know if that's going to be something they have to figure out because I, you know, I've cooled considerably on, on wood, like 
if you would have asked me in December, I would have been like, man, if they if they mess this up and they lose him for nothing, I'm going to be really pissed. And now I'm kind of like, eh, I don't really care one way or another. Uh, because coming off that win streak, you know, they started playing real teams and they were just losing, you know. Yeah. Like, it's cool that you put up 27 and 17, but you lost by 11 points to the Thunder. Like, and I was right. just kind of like, I was kind of getting over it. And now, you know, but like, because, uh, you know, our good friend is talk kind of said, made the case for like, he, he plays a position that's like really hard to sustain winning basketball on a good team. Like a, a big man that can't, def- you know, isn't a great defender. Like that's just a hard player to find minutes for on the floor without giving up a lot in some way. And for Wood, maybe it makes sense more coming up. Like if he can be like six eleven, Jason Terry, like that could be a, a path for him to be a contributor on a winning team. But as we've seen in these last couple of games and coming off the bench, it just hasn't been there. So they need to figure it out because, you know, we saw the second half, the offense really, really gunked up. And it'd be like, man, it'd be really cool in these minutes would come off the bench, give you a couple buckets, sustain things when Kyrie maybe cools off a little bit or, you know, whatever, they go through a, a funky patch on offense. You would like Wood to come off the bench and be like, all right, here's some instant offense. And it just – these last three games hasn't happened, whether that's coaching or what itself. And I feel like they, they're going to have to figure it out. Oh, well, we're going to be back at this with this yeah. exact same team tomorrow night. Nobody got hurt. That's nice. So there's enough mm-hmm. to look through. I think the Kings will come out with much more fight. I, I, I wonder, it's going to take at least 10 more games for teams to get a, a, a scouting read on the Mavericks. To date, anything you had on the Mavericks just has to be thrown up in the air and blown out the window like they are just playing such different basketball yeah they look like a completely different team so it's funny oh good times noodle salad all right well josh and i'll be back tomorrow night um i'm gonna go do a quick live show we'll see how long people want to talk pop by mavs moneyball got some good pieces you know we're really looking forward to the all-star break ourselves um i'll tell you that much <laughs> uh, thanks for uh thanks for hanging out with josh and i and we will talk with you soon whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring podcasts on the blue wire network Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.